ladies and gentlemen, I'm Brian. And I'm Dave. And this is Preview with the Prior. The show where we speculate about the upcoming episode of Better Call Saul. Often incorrectly. And uh, man, Dave, we've uh, had a lot of technical difficulties tonight. I don't understand why in this, like, 15 foot by 17 foot room, like no internet or telephone decides that it wants to work. <laughs> like, uh, it's called a vortex. It, yeah, it's, it's something, <laughs> but this is where I always record and it's never had those, those issues before. But anyway, I'm glad that we're here and we're glad, uh, glad we got to do this. Uh, this is a uh, kind of a fun episode. We have uh part one of our chat with uh, Mark Prookst. <laughs> Who plays uh, Wormald, aka Price, aka Playa? <laughs> uh, 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 better call Saul. Totally cool dude. He chatted with us about the show and what he went through. And then uh, part two of uh, the interview, where he talks about the other side of his career and other things he's done, will be released released probably uh, next week or probably this this week on Nothing Important, right? Yeah, I would say yes. Yeah, so yes. that, that's the plan. So here we yes. go. Part One half of this conversation is here on Preview with a Prior that uh, we'll have on this very show. And then the other half will be uh, later this week, probably in a couple days over on Nothing Important. He was just a really super fun dude to talk to, right? Very cool. Right. Very nice. And that's our way of scamming our listeners into listening to both shows. Yeah. <laughs> Roping you <laughs> in. But what was cool about him is his, his story of... Uh, how he kind of made it, quote unquote, is is great. It's, it's how, how he got discovered. Yeah, how he got. He discovered. literally he got discovered unsolicited. Mm-hmm. Indeed, to be where he is now. Yeah, which is great. You know, good for him. Like, I'd oh, like yeah. to see stuff like that happen more often. You know, like like they make movies f- about that shit. Yeah, you know that. Well, that's what I said. I think I even said sometime during our talk with him. I'm like, you know, they have a. You know, sometimes people go to karaoke bars to sing, thinking that they're going to get discovered. And yeah, one of my clients. Yeah, and that that's probably... <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, let's face it, that probably has happened at least a handful of times in the history of music, right? Journey. Right. Is that how that happened? Yeah, they, they, uh, they were looking for someone to fill the singer's shoes, and he was literally scouring YouTube, watching cover bands, and came across this... Where is he from? Croatia? Uh-huh. I think, but he sounds just like their singer when he sings. So they he joined the band. Wow! See, and, it was and just that's... videos of him singing. It was actually a cover band he was in. Yeah, but, and yeah. They YouTube videos. Judas Priest did the same thing. They found a a tribute band singer, but not through YouTube. But that's that's pretty much what campaign. that's pretty much what uh, Mark did, though, right? Like, like uh, you know, he he was that guy that just kind of put something out there, and somebody happened mm-hmm. to see it, and then boom, he went instantly to the big time. So yes, it was very yep. much. It was very much like a 1980s uh, garage band movie. <laughs> <laughs> Meteoric rise to the C-list. Right. Okay. So since this is preview with the prior Dave, um, and because of our technical difficulties, I'm gonna, my time's a little limited, so we are not going to do um, audience participation on this one, but we'll make sure to add it into our talk about episode three uh, when we do that here in a couple days. Um, that sounds like a good plan. That sounds like a plan, but we did 
Uh, I did happen to watch a preview of next week's episode, which is perfect because after all, this is preview with the prior. So I figured we could probably chat about that for a couple minutes and then give the folks what they really want, which is, of course, our talk with Ma- Mark Perkoshita. <laughs> a Mark talk per- with someone that's not us. Yeah, a talk with somebody that's not us. So, did, Dave, did you happen to see uh, the scene that uh, I'm going to re- I'm going to reference? Full disclosure, no, you, no, okay. Okay, so basically the scenes opens up, Dave, and it's just uh, Mike. He's playing with his granddaughter, right? Because okay. his son's dead. The you know his wife is a widow. Little yeah, Kaylee. Yeah, he drops off. He drops off some money to help them make it through hard times, and he's playing with Kaylee. Uh, and as he goes to leave, he sees that uh, Kaylee's mother is a little bit uneasy, and he just kind of pushes it. You know, keeps pressuring her like, "Hey." Are you okay? She does the classic, like, no, I'm fine. He's like, okay, it doesn't look like you're cool. Uh, let me know what's going on. Tell me it's none of my business, and it's none of my business. But other than that, you know, what's up? Because it looks like something's up. And she states that two nights ago, uh, she heard gunshots off in the distance and kind of dismissed it as firecrackers. Mm-hmm. But last night, she heard gunshots just outside of their house. And then, of course, mm. Mike looks kind of uneasy, and it's the end of scene, and next thing, better comes, huh? like, like that whole thing. So, so, um, so Mike is picking off assassins. Yeah, okay, see, that's a good way to interpret that. So you think, so you're, so you would think that Mike had something to do, like maybe he had, like he killed out just outside the house, and we'll, we'll actually see that it was Mike doing that, and now he's playing dumb? Possibly. That's oh. one way you could go with that. Now it is she is saying that it did happen at that current house. This isn't a story from before before as, as far as I could tell, as as far as I could tell, it's yeah. present time in Better Call Saul. So yes, um that is one possible explanation is uh someone's coming to get her mm-hmm. and Mike is uh either taking care of them or scaring them away. Mm. See, my immediate my immediate thought was is uh Nacho, um, some of his dealings go happen to go awry, or some sort of drug deal goes awry, and it leads back to Nacho. So then it becomes like a, con- a point of conflict because uh, it hits a little too close ho- to home for Mike. What does Nacho have to do with um, Stacy's house? No, be, well, I mean, if if somebody got shot over a drug deal, Nacho's a drug dealer. Yeah. Right, and he wants to hide it from Tuco. So, what if it's like one of his side operations goes awry, and it's a little too close to home to Mike? So, you know, uh, Nacho's directly or indirectly involved, and then it just kind of escalates from there, and maybe gets Tuco involved again. That's interesting, but I don't. I still don't see how that would bring it. The gunshots right outside her house, because it's just a random act of violence right outside the house that just so happens to lead to, to Nacho. Because oh, you're saying it's a totally random thing that just happens to be outside of her house? Right, yeah. Okay, okay. You know what I mean? Because drugs are rampant and violence happens everywhere. So True, like, true. I, I was seeing, like, and it seems to me that um, these shows love to have, like, random occurrences, like, run into each other. Right, yeah. Well, that makes script for You know what I mean? Drama. Like, like yeah. Like, I, I mean, but, uh, well, this is what makes Preview with a Prior kind of fun to do is because you can just pull something completely out of your ass and oftentimes right. it's, it's, Wal- it's Walter White's meth lab blowing up outside her house. Right, yeah, for all we fucking know, right? Right, which <laughs> he's not, he's six years from making Actually, that, you know what I kind of thought, you know what I kind of thought right at the beginning was, uh, remember that scene where um, uh, 
Jesse's uh, friend gets gunned down by the little kid on a bicycle. Yeah. I was like, oh, man, wouldn't that be cool if that was like in the parallel timeline? But then I'm like, no, wait a minute. This is still Jimmy McGill. So this is still years yeah. before any of that happens. But. That dude, that kid isn't even born yet. And that dude's probably in grade school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I I don't know, man. Preview with the pride. They really didn't give us much to go on uh, this time. Other than that, there's some doings that transpiring, and mm-hmm. Mike knows what's up, but is feigning, uh, feigning ignorance. Yeah, from for all intents and purposes, it seems like Mike, um, shit is definitely about to get real. Yes, for all intensive purposes, shit's getting real. Mm-hmm. Indeed. All right, but enough enough about that. I guess uh, feel free. Uh, we'll just find out in a few days while Dave and I are completely off base here. Um, what? We'll get we'll get some uh, listener participation in when we record next week. So please make sure to hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, and at www.itsallgoodman.com. Uh, make sure to check out Nothing Important Podcast with the other half of our conversation uh, with Mark Perkshitsha. Perksh. Perksh. <laughs> it's actually Perksh, right? Perksh. I nailed it right at the beginning of the interview. I, I nailed uh-huh. his name completely, and then I haven't been able to say it correctly since. Beginner's Perksh. luck. Yeah. It's really hard. It's like, what is this? Like P-R-O-C-K-S-H or something like that? I think it's K-S-C-H. Yeah, K-S-C-H. P-R-O-K-S-C-H. So anyway. I don't trust people with four consonants in a row. (laughs) Right? Uh, And he addresses that as well. So uh, enjoy our conversation with Mark Prookst, who, of course, is uh, Price or Daniel Warmold, whatever you want to call him. I'm Better Call Saul. Absolutely fun dude. Uh, And then... uh, if check you go out. to our other podcast, he's Nate from The Office. Mm-hmm. Yep, and then check out <laughs> <laughs> check him out as Nate from The Office uh, and Kay Strauss, the Zim Zam Yo-Yo Man, <laughs> over on the Nothing Important Podcast in just a couple days, www.nothingimportantpodcast.com. So we'll talk to you next week and enjoy our talk with Mark Brooks. Saul, Saul, you better call Saul. He'll fight for your rights when your back's to the wall. Stick it to the man, justice for all. Dave, you there? I'm here. Mark, you there? I think he's about to- I am. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I gave I gave Mark the warning about how I always hang up on people, and he's like, well, that's it. If you hang up, that's over. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. I couldn't, I couldn't have asked for a better way for that to start out. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, on the Someone Important Hotline is Mark Brooks. Did I pronounce that correctly? Yeah, close enough. It's uh, Brooks. Dave Dave can say it well, but no one gets it. So (laughs) (laughs) my parents even screw it up. So it's a very it's a very unique last name. If if you don't mind me asking, what nationality is that last name? Uh, for what we know, it's Austrian. Oh, okay. So interesting. It's just a very unique combination of a very unique combination of letters. Yeah, mostly consonants. It's very Eastern European, for sure, yes. Yeah, we were uh, too poor to afford vowels when we moved over. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're glad to have you on this show. You're on Better Call Saul, probably one of the the most memorable and uh, and greatest characters. Hottest show on TV. Oh, I thought you were talking about the show. Easily, hottest show on TV. (laughs) No, (laughs) great. It's um 
Your your character is so great, especially like kind of the evolution that we see at the start of season two with the uh, like. I know it's the I I don't know what the Hummer is called. I guess the, the playa, H2. like PL, the <laughs> yeah, H2. H2 or, yeah, playa. I, I keep likening it to the uh, like the pussy wagon and like Kill Bill. Like that's what that's what, <laughs> that's what always brings to mind. So. I would I would think it'd be the anti uh, pussy wagon, <laughs> <laughs> the overcompensation wagon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which, by the way, is the name of my new band. By the way, the the overcompensation wagon. <laughs> so for for the character of Price, we we get to see a lot more of of who he is. In season two, towards the end of uh, season one, did you have any idea that they were going to kind of flesh out the character a little bit more or that you would even be returning in season two? Um, you know, I, I, Tom Schnauz and I have become friends. Uh, he directed and wrote the first episode I was in last season. I think it was episode nine. Um, and, you know, he hinted uh, after it aired that, I would be coming back, but not to what extent or, you know, or even, um, um, how many episodes or anything like that. Um, they play it very close to the chest and mm-hmm. which I appreciate because I love the show. I wouldn't want to know, you know, it's a common sentiment about amongst many of the, yeah, right. yeah, it is. And, and so, um, I knew, that there was a good chance I'd be coming back, but um, nothing was definite. And, you know, on a show like this, you you really respect (laughs) the decision-making that the, you know, Vince and Peter and the rest of the writers make. Mm -hmm. And so if it wouldn't suit the show for me to come back, then I'm, you know, I'm, I'm fine with that as a fan, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 such a great character because it, it he's he's such like a, a conflicting character within himself. Like he, the the character, he's like this scrawny little nerdy guy that's completely unassuming, but for some reason there's like a quiet bravado when he's basically firing Mike for not getting in the car, and it just plays <laughs> it plays so well because it, it doesn't come off as like a nerdy guy trying to be tough. It comes off as a nerdy guy who kind of now believes he is tough, but he just doesn't have like the, the bite in his voice. <laughs> that, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, I'm happy you got that. I, <laughs> um, you know, it's this, this nerdy arrogance, you know, of, <laughs> of someone who's been bullied a lot and, who builds this, you know, this false bravado or false ego around them mm-hmm. to protect them from, you know, unfortunately it, it protects them from their better instincts and right. <laughs> they end up doing really boneheaded moves like firing Mike. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> and bringing up the money to the cops and, you know, yeah. And being so focused on the baseball cards, I gotta get the cards. Right, back. yeah. Yeah, not even thinking that anyone would care about, you know, <laughs> right. the money until he catches himself. You're right. And then you almost want to overanalyze it because Dave and I saw it and we we're like, why he says a lot of money. Why didn't he just say like two hundred bucks as the explanation? Maybe to him that's a lot of money. Right. But yeah. But but I guess it would have made the character as hilarious as it <laughs> as it as it became. The uh, gatekeeper flaws where you just disclose too much. We've all met mm-hmm. people like that. 
it seems like the characters really resonated with with people. And the weird thing is, like, I I don't know. It is is Better Call Saul really a comedy? I mean, I know it's like humorous, but I'm not really sure if it's a drama or if it's if it's a comedy. But like, you're you're the most of the characters on the show just have this weird like awkward kind of slight like comic relief that makes it just just hilarious enough to be believable because everybody knows like these absolute ridiculous people in their life and i i think uh, i i think price or uh Wormald or uh, you know your character like it, it really comes off as you know because like on the surface like okay like he dresses like an it guy but he has these like ronald mcdonald looking high tops that matches <laughs> that 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 matches his h2 but and you're like, man, come on, that, like nobody's like that. But then it's just realistic enough to where like I could probably name about five people off the top of my head who would probably <laughs> dress like dress like that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's this you know this uh, gray area between drama and comedy that Vince and Peter and the the rest of the writers really nail. And um, you look at. One of my favorite scenes in Breaking Bad is when um, Jesse and uh, Walter get um, new clothes and they're walking. I think they went to like Kmart or something like that. And they're walking to this diner that's nearby. And you see that the, the stickers, you know, that tell you what size the pants are are still on uh, uh, Walter White's uh, pants. Mm. <laughs> and I think that's so, it, I was in tears laughing. I thought that was one of the funniest scenes. And yet it's one of the most heartbreaking, dramatic TV shows right. on air. Right. And, and I think they just can find humor, you know, and inject it in a way that really, uh, makes sense in a drama. I mean, it breaks the tension. Dramas, of yeah. Real life isn't you know just pure drama and then pure comedy. Right. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's often a mix. And usually, when you know pure drama is going on, there's a lot of funny moments at funerals. At you know, yeah. <laughs> and so <laughs> these guys are uh, and. And the writers are able to really hit that. I think with Better Call Saul, it's it's more of a focus um, on highlighting those moments than it was in Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, and I think they're they're they just are the masters of it. I really do. I think it's like yeah, a, you know, the comedy that identifies as a drama. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Ah, very astute, Dave. <laughs> and I thank you. And I thank you. <laughs> Can you settle a debate for us? Um, yeah. We were debating the baseboard hiding space and the couch being moved. My thought was that there was nothing in there, but Nacho was looking for it. Or no, my thought was that you did that, your character did that to double check if anything had been stolen. And Brian believes that drugs actually were stolen. In the heist, do you yeah, have an answer for I, that? I think that he, um, sorry, I'm pouring wine, I'm not peeing. I don't know if you heard that. <laughs> um, I think, I mean, for me, he had pulled it out to check. Um, 
because the room was so messy. And when he got home, he pulls out the sofa and it clears a path. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess you could go either way with it, to be honest. You'd have to ask Tom Schnauz, who, uh, <laughs> who wrote that one. Um, but well, that was a- my feeling that I would have definitely checked to see if the money or drugs were missing. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, now that Dave said that and to you and you agree with him, I realize how stupid what I said was. But I often, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you're thinking that is really sad. And I, I, it's, there's something like mentally wrong with you about that. <laughs> um, I just didn't want to come out and say that. <laughs> no, I, you know, I could see either way. I really could. Yeah, I, I don't know. I often misinterpret stuff and misspell or mispronounce people's names all the time. So we'll just chalk that up to dumb things, Brian. Is <laughs> but uh, Mark, it's been absolutely awesome. But before we go, I promised some folks I would ask this of you: uh, Is there or is there not a squat cobbler video? Um, I will say this. <laughs> I'm sure it's like the most asked question you've had in the past two, two weeks. <laughs> yeah, it actually has been. I've come so far in my life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Things are looking up, my friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll say that one of the days of filming was far, far more awkward than any other days that I filmed on the show. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I, uh, I, if if there isn't a video, then that they pulled a good prank on me. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I can say. All right. Wait for the rat party, I guess. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I, I have an inkling that it'll be on the uh, uh, Blu-ray. So. I have one more well, thing. Uh, I have one more thing I have to get out. And uh listener to the show, Ben, wanted to know how you chose your accent for your character. But I think this interview <laughs> has actually answered that question. I can't do anything but my Midwest accent, unfortunately, for me as an actor. I was uh, called in for this audition once, and um, they didn't really specify where the character was supposed to be from. Um, And then I get in there and I do the, you know, my audition and the, the casting person who was lovely. I uh, was like, okay, that was, that was great. Can you do it now? Like less Fargo-y and, <laughs> and more like California. And I just, I, I was just like, I can't, I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not a good enough actor to switch. Like I'll just sound moronic, you know, it'll just be embarrassing for everyone involved. So no, this is, uh, this is my accent and, uh, for better or for worse. You just so. California, just throwing some dudes in bras, man. Yeah, <laughs> I guess even that would I would be embarrassed to do. So <laughs> I, it just wasn't going to work out. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mark, it's it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for uh, calling into our uh, silly little podcast. We love your work on Better oh, Call Thanks Saul. for having me. Yeah, no, anytime. We hope you can come back. You know, sometime down the road. We hope that your character uh, reappears as because. It's kind of like almost looks like it's like uh like the end of your storyline, but I, I hope not. You know, <laughs> you know yeah, they brought back Ken well. from Breaking Bad, so so we can we can have more warm all. We'll see. We'll see <laughs> right. what the future holds. So. <laughs> Thank you guys. I, I appreciate you reaching out. 
Awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. Have a great night. See you guys. All right. <laughs>